Hey, everybody. It's Frank Scapatici from the Virtual Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm doing another solo episode today without my partner, John Plumstead. And today we're going to talk about um, partly our story, but in general, why I think single family investors struggle to understand commercial real estate investing, uh, myself included. I would, I definitely would have lumped, would lump myself in this category um, at least six months ago. I've learned a lot over the last six months, but here's some background. Um, John and I just closed on our first storage facility and uh, it's going really well. Um, we're really, really proud of it. And uh, we had Nick Huber, a mentor of ours, really open our eyes to the advantages of investing and not only commercial assets, but storage facilities in general. And I think through that process, John and I realized that our experience in single family kind of warped our impression and um, maybe made us a little jaded towards commercial real estate investments. And I want to clear up um, some of the reasons why, just so other people can be aware. So why do single family investors struggle with Cree or multifamily, any, any of that stuff? Well, I think for one, single family investors live in a casino and they don't know it. Right. They, I used to look at multifamily PPMs or deal offerings, and I'd see the annualized returns being somewhere around 15 to 20% a lot of the time, which isn't great, but that's, that's where a lot of them are. And there may be a preferred return or the return that investors get prior to the general partner or the manager getting paid being somewhere between six and 8%. That's pretty standard. And as a single family flipper and uh, rehabber and rental owner, I'm like six to 8%. And a twenty percent annualized return—that sucks. I uh, I can borrow up to ninety percent loan to value on a on a flip and make over the course of a year one hundred and fifty percent annualized return, right? Um, but obviously, I'm paying for that return with risk. If interest rates accelerated um, upward faster than we I think, and home prices starting to flatten out or maybe depreciate, I would be I would lose a lot of money. Right, and, and all the flips we have in the market. Right, so the risk-adjusted returns is something I think single-family investors struggle to consider. I also think another reason why single-family operators, myself included, again, don't understand Cree is we fail to understand the different products that are available in commercial real estate um, and why they exist, which is because of the investors that they service. So here's a couple of product product names I'll throw out there. Right. Commercial real estate, the tippy top of the market, like the big high rises in Manhattan or New York City or Los Angeles, they call those core investments. Okay. Who invests in core in core investments? Well, it's a place to park money, right? Uh, institutional investors from other countries, China, Russia, institutional investors in the United States, that's where they might place money because that's like um that's like a really high yield savings account to them. It might appreciate really well. It's not going to cash flow a lot. It's going to provide some yield. And those investments, just so they can cash flow at all, they typically have less leverage in the deal. Maybe instead of um, leveraging a property up to 90%, like a flipper would, maybe the bank's only lending on 50% of the value of that property. And the investors are coming up with the other 50%. That way, the mortgage payments are lower, the debts are lower. And they can give the investors some yield, but really they're trying to just preserve their wealth or their capital. That's that's kind of what a core investment might look like. On the other end of the spectrum, in commercial real estate, you have a value-add opportunity. Our self-storage facility in Lawton fits this description, I think, pretty well, right? We, we bought a self-storage facility in a city with a population of about 100,000. So not in the middle of nowhere, but not a huge city. Um, and they were at 70% occupancy and they were charging below market rent. 
that is an operational value add. In storage, you really want to be 90% approximate um, occupancy, and you want to be maybe not at the top of the market, although you can be if you have a great facility, but at least close to it, right? You don't want to be like 20% below market pricing. You're just leaving money on the table. And they had high expenses, right? So that's an operational value add. An investor in that situation is going to expect you to take a little bit of time to get that facility up and running, but generally they're going to want a 18 to 24% annualized return, or maybe more. If you can exceed all that stuff, you should have no issue raising capital um, at, at all, right? But that's generally what they're looking for. So you have, you have two, those are two products that are really, really common in commercial real estate. Why do they exist, right? Well, it's because of who is placing the money in these assets. And the difference, one of the differences in single family and commercial real estate is this. The money being supplied to facilitate investments. So investor money is more centralized um, in the, uh, on the equity side, right? From the investor side in commercial real estate than it is in single family, right? If I want to, I can get debt on a single family house pretty easily. There's hard money lenders and mortgage brokers all over the place. But if I want to JV with someone, I'm typically going to go to an individual I know or a small family fund. And I'm going to be like, hey, if you provide 80 grand, for this flip, um, cover my gap between what my hard money lender had and what I got. Um, we can split the deal 50-50, right? That's an extremely fragmented um, environment in terms of raising capital. But if you're buying storage facilities, let's say you have $10 million, a $10 million facility you're trying to acquire, who are you going to go to? An alternative investments fund, potentially, right? If you're up in the core um, asset class that I talked about before, or core um, level, and you're buying a New York City high rise, I mean, that's institutional money, right? That's a different different investor that's going to be involved. And my point is, these are these is the risk appetite that those investors have. They're not interested in taking the risk that your single family house in Austin has on the table, right? And the second thing is, they have millions and in some cases hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars, to move. Your five hundred thousand dollar house is not an efficient way for them to place. $100 million, right? Commercial real estate does provide that. And to take it a step further, let's say a uh, alternative investments fund or more sophisticated group has $100 million um, they want to place. They can't take too much risk. You can't go back to your investors and say, hey, I lost all $100 million because I helped finance Frank's flipping operation all over Texas, right? Like that's not going to go well. Fund managers are not incentivized to take that level of risk. It's much safer for them to do a value add self-storage opportunity in New York City or Austin, Texas, or some place that you can prove has a little bit of growth. At least that way your investors look at you like you're not a psychopath and they're like, oh, I understand uh, why Frank did this, okay? So that, that kind of shows why, or those are some of the reasons I should say, why commercial real estate behaves as it does. It's because people kind of group these properties into different product categories, core, value add, opportunistic real estate investments, which is the most aggressive, um, I guess you could say. And really because of who is placing the money and how big those organizations are. All that stuff really, really does drive the overall returns in the commercial real estate market. So I, I wanted to share that. I uh, I think uh, as a single family operator, I really didn't understand why Cree had such, in my opinion, low returns. And I think I just lacked a little bit of perspective just because I'm seeking 
in my single family business, because you can seek super, super high returns and super, super high leverage. I fail to appreciate that not everyone else is a psychopath and that not all the uh, world markets can operate that way. So I just wanted to share that perspective. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out, frank at graylineinvestments.com. My Twitter handle is frank, excuse me, at Frank Scat with two Ps. And I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Thanks.